This is the run recap. How was your run? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the uh, the last time I went for a run in earnest, it was probably okay. I'm a punching bag cardio guy these days. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't, we used to, we used to run quite a bit, but we haven't, haven't had the time to do any together lately. Um, but Brian is, I got Brian James here. Brian, uh, been longtime friends, band members, um, collaborators, workout partners, definitely, for a mm-hmm. long period. Um, and we've, we've done a fair amount of running together. So I thought it'd be actually interesting to have you here. Well, one, because uh, David couldn't make it. But I, so David's a distance runner, right? So we, yep. And I'm a sprinter. So we always have that, that back and forth yep. between us. And, and so I thought it'd be really interesting to have you here because you're not a runner. True. Yeah. Having done a lot of running. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like yeah. currently, at least that's how I would define it. Right mm-hmm. now you're not running yeah right would you call yourself a runner in any way i no i guess i i guess i wouldn't yeah which is odd because i would say i haven't been doing a lot of running lately and i miss it Mm. and i think about it um i still fondly remember like like kind of city running routes that i've figured out in other apartments i've lived in and I like fondly think about like runs I've been on. Yeah. But I don't know that I'd call myself a runner, <laughs> but maybe I should. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I, everybody has that uh, a different definition of, of being a runner, you know, because yeah. you got the, the hardcore distance runners that are like, well, you're not putting in, tw- you know, 50, 80, 100 miles a week. So you're not a real runner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you have people like me or Mike, well, you, if you run kind of here and there, I call that a runner. You know, it just depends. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, my my philosophy of running is going to be probably fairly in line with yours, just since, I mean, you were the first person I really ran with mm-hmm. in earnest. Yeah. Um, anything I learned about technique or breath work or mental mindset was all stuff that we did together Yeah. running. Uh, so definitely days where, like, either I feel like I need to get a run in and I just want to get out and do it and I want to be done as fast as possible and I have accomplished it and I'm done great awesome and then you know there are days where I'm like I've got maybe I'm just kind of in a foggy headspace or I'm thinking through a problem yeah. or I just want to just kind of be by myself for a while and I'm mm-hmm. going to go do you know a long run for me four or five miles yeah. just to kind of zen out yeah. a little bit and those are equally valuable yeah. to me. And I think there would be no pre-planning on what kind of a run I would do. It's just what what mood strikes me in that moment. So. Wherever your feet take you. <clears throat> yeah. What, leave, leaving the house and seeing what happens. Sure, yeah. yeah. You definitely have uh, my influence yeah. of, of running. <laughs> for yeah. sure. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe in like, I wouldn't consider myself a runner and that there's no, there's not a lot of forethought. There's not a lot of, planning there's not really a program it's just kind of a thing i like yeah and we just see what happens when we you know you put the shoes on and just see what happens you did it real consistently for a while though we we did everything from like pretty consistent like Mm -hmm. uh track sprint workouts for a while for probably good a couple years yeah we're up on capitol hill doing doing a lot of different intervals and speed work and you're for somebody who doesn't have an athletic background you always surprise me on how athletic you are and how fast you are oh thanks yeah because we're yeah. i mean one you're six two, i am or whatever 95 percent legs yeah <laughs> and so you're you're quick and you have long legs but still i mean we would be doing i would be pushing my pace and and surprised that you're we're still like there yeah still with me because it's yeah it's just it's surprising it's impressive um but then you did but you, during that period, you would still go out and do a ton of running all yeah. the time. Why didn't you, how did you get into, I mean, I know why, but maybe talk about how you got into fitness or, or any of that kind of stuff, running or weights or whatever. Because when we first met, 
I don't think. And as far as I'm aware, growing up wasn't that was not in your world. Oh, at not all, at all. Right? No. Was 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 there anybody in your life growing up that was like that, or that would do anything physical, sports, or gym, or anything? Uh, no, not yeah. at all. In fact, I was, I was the kid who whose parents, for better or for worse, but probably mostly for worse, <laughs> I was allowed to just quit anything if I didn't like it. Yeah. So I, I mean, I played, I played baseball, I played soccer, I played a little bit of tackle football. Uh, I golfed, I did some swimming and it was all stuff that I would do for maybe a season. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like it. And I just kind of had the okay to be like, that's fine. Just yeah. don't worry about it. So nothing ever really stuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I found, I found the arts yeah. and I was like, Oh, this is where I'm going to put a hundred percent of my motivation. Yeah. And that's just the direction I went. And it didn't even cross my mind that I would like going for a run. Didn't I, I remember in high school, if you took two choir classes or two music classes, mm -hmm. you could just not have to do gym. Yeah. And it was the easiest decision of my life <laughs> to just be like, Oh yeah, I'll like, I don't know. I'll learn how to play any instrument if it means I don't have to go to gym class. It's funny that those are equal in yeah. the eyes of educators. Yeah. Like as if they're both creative endeavors. Like you can go to choir <laughs> and do that. You could sing. Yeah. Or you could run and work your lungs in a totally different way. Uh, those, those are not, they're such not similar things. Oh yeah. It's yeah. so funny. Not even <laughs> close. Like, like, oh, you don't got to go to the gym. Yeah. You could stand on a stage for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think I historically was the kind of person that would say, like, like the only time I'm going to be running is if, I don't know, something is chasing me. Yeah. And that would be kind of funny. I, I feel <laughs> like every once in a while I'll see, you know, it's common to see bumper stickers on people's cars with, you know, ma like the marathon distance. Remind me of the half marathon and marathon distance. Third, <laughs> as a sprinter, I'm probably oh, getting yeah. these wrong. Uh, it's, it's, it's how half. many times do you do 400 meters to do a marathon? <laughs> exactly. Because the half is, half is 13 point something. Okay. And then the full is 26 point something. Yeah. So, a, something you know, like a 13, that. say a 13.1 or a 26.2 bumper sticker yeah. with the marathon distances. And then every once in a while, you'll see the big ones that just say 0. 0.0. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there was a time when I, I would have been like, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think I had a kind of a sea change. Yeah. Uh, to getting into that, which is, I guess is the first, was yeah, the question what, that you actually asked. Yeah, um, you, what, what, what got you motivated to, or yeah, what was, what got you into yeah, it? Yeah. So for me, there was my two main, uh, my two main male role models growing up, my dad and then my uncle. So mm -hmm. my, my uncle on my dad's side, um, were like the two, the two men in my life that I was the closest to, um, that were, yeah, the biggest influences and mentors to me and everything in my life. And as they got older, <clears throat> my dad was someone who was physically not active at all, mm -hmm. uh, had no interest in taking care of himself. It was just he, his body, his mental health, that stuff was not a priority mm -hmm. to him. Uh, and my uncle was someone who was the exact opposite. He was, he was, I wouldn't say athletic, but he rode his bike, you know, every day. He, he, ate well. He just, he did things that I think were, were healthier and more active. Mm -hmm. And as both of them got older, you know, my, my dad is gaining weight, is diabetic, is on handfuls of medications. And my uncle is none of those things. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, just, you know, not, not at risk of any of these. There's no heart disease. There's no diabetes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no, there's not a fistful of medications to take every day. It's a very clear contrast. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a moment where I was like, oh, these are, these are two very clear paths that I can go on as I get older, which one seems more appealing to me. Yeah. And I think the healthier lifestyle just kind of made more sense in that like long-term this is the kind of lifestyle I want. And I, you know, I want growing up and getting older to be maybe a little easier, a little more graceful, a little less full of, full of pain and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what, what was, what started though? Cause I remember when, cause when we were playing music a lot back in the day, we would coming from, you know, 
college athletics and stuff i was even though i during that time i wasn't working out that much actually but i was still i would still run i would still mm. do stuff i would like always like to be active and stuff but i always felt that you were and maybe this is wrong but i always felt you were really resistant of like the gym or anything like that is that, is oh, that yeah, accurate that's, yeah i think that's that's yeah. totally fair so, yeah <laughs> so what got you what what was the stepping stone to because like now like you're in you've been in the gym aside from the injury you had last year year before yeah you've been working out in some capacity for a long time yeah it's been like, yeah it's really been long. years at this yeah. point yeah so what was what was the catalyst what got you um, what shifted the mindset to like the gym is a, this terrible place and i think <laughs> <laughs> i still think the gym is a terrible place <laughs> um no that's not true um actually i think maybe it's true. sometimes um I, th- I think maybe a lot of it was again i feel like the i know what the root of the question you're asking is and i'm gonna try to get to it <laughs> um i think getting into a little bit of like bouldering and sport climbing yeah. was the big now why i woke up one day and was like i think i want to go to a bouldering gym and learn how to climb i have no idea yeah. Um, but it seemed interesting. Yeah. Um, the idea was cool. The idea was kind of motivating just to try to learn something new. Um, and I mean, I went into that with Z, I mean, zero, you know, not really even much of a, I don't know what you would call, like just like a sense of my limbs, my body. I didn't really possess much of that. Um, no strength, no fitness, Yeah. but that was something that grabbed me and mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of fun. I could see maybe getting better at this. Do you remember what the catalyst was? Cause I remember, cause we started more or less doing that together. Yeah. And that was the gym. Like there was a little bit of training stuff at the climbing yeah. gym. And yeah. I remember asking you, cause you were, I don't even know that you were I was just certified starting. yet. I was were, just starting to train. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, you know, working on that certification mm-hmm. and you were really, you know, super passionate and like pushing toward what you're doing now. And I think I was like, oh, there's this person in my life that I can just, I can lean on that w- w- can work on this stuff with yeah. me and I can learn how to do it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Why did I make the decision to do it? Yeah. It, it, it's funny. Cause I don't, cause I was trying to think of back to that time when we would, we would go and like to band practice and then before or after we'd go climb. Yeah. And I was like, we did that for a while before you started like doing any like actual weightlifting or, yeah. or gym stuff. And, and I couldn't remember what the catalyst for the, the climbing was and like why that all of a sudden piqued your, your interest. Cause like, cause I, I wasn't even that into that to climbing at all. Like we, we, my brother and I talked on the uh, last episode or recently about our experiences climbing, which have always been yeah. very dangerous and almost getting severely hurt yeah. every time. It's so like, I didn't, I mean, I kind of knew how to climb yeah, up things, but I didn't know how to climb. You yeah, know what I mean? And then you, you popped the idea and then we just started going like two, three days a week. Yeah. Cause David's like an outdoor, yeah, there's he, a lot of bouldering he's, and he's an outdoor, an outdoor guy climber. and, and got into more and more climbing stuff over the years. But like growing up, we weren't like into rock climbing. We we're into yeah. like, especially for him. He was like, I would go run. Oh, and I'm going to climb up this rock too. Yeah. And then that just, got dangerous at a certain point because yeah. your eyes are bigger than your <laughs> oh, yeah. abilities. And you're like, oh, I can make it up there. You can definitely and get up you get there. Like, he was telling me this one story. He gets up to the top and he literally, by himself, he couldn't get down. <laughs> so he had to climb down this very dangerous rock that was like, I mean, I don't know how high it was, but I mean, probably like 50, 60 feet up to like death below. You know, yeah. like he can't do anything. And he was up there for a while and he was saying that he, like, no one knows where he is. He's out in the middle of nowhere yeah. on a run. <laughs> like no one's gonna find him for a while. No one's gonna come across his path. You know, he's like ten miles in yeah. to a run. But uh, I, I think the at that time in my life, when I was I was getting certified, I was still I was kind of resist not resistant, but I wasn't stoked on and excited about doing strength training as you kind of traditionally think about yeah. it. a lot of weightlifting that yeah. kind of thing. I have done a lot of that and had done a lot of it previously, but it just, it wasn't exciting to me. So I was doing a lot of what people describe more as like functional workouts, you know, where you're, you're throwing stuff, you're jumping, you're picking Mm -hmm. things up, you're doing walking up a wall, you know, on your hands and, and that kind of thing. And, And maybe that was the catalyst for you, 
is because you wanted to make your climbing better, so you want to do supplement. Was that was that? Some I of think it? that that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, and that that you know, I know that we've we've talked a lot about this, and I'm sure you've talked about this on the podcast. That and I don't know if this is kind of still your philosophy, your philosophy, your philosophy. That too. Um, but I know it was for a long time of like you know going to the gym and working out is we're thinking about it as like it's it's lifestyle mm -hmm. it's yeah. what are things can what kind of things can we put in place that we can do that we're going to be able to keep up with yeah. week after week year after year that you know yeah will keep us more functional more limber less prone to injury mm -hmm. um, and i think that concept definitely for me would have been way more motivating than yeah you like you just need to walk over to a barbell and start lifting weights mm -hmm. is and that's it's intimidating yeah it is you know <laughs> and i think the idea of like you, you know you can do all this stuff just with the weight of your own body you yeah. can do it outside at the park you don't need to do it in the gym you can just supplement and add these little things in yeah and it's all going to be beneficial yeah, I think so many people think about the gym as a a place where you you go and you lift heavy weights in this specific way, and that's that's how you exercise, and that's it. And it's easy to get stuck in that, but it's that was never appealing to me growing. Yeah. I mean, even still, like I still will work out like that a lot, but it's it's still not the way I want to mm -hmm. that much. You know, there's a value to it, but it's not the most it doesn't, it's not appealing. It's not fun looking yeah. to me, you know, even though I actually, that's the kind of style you workouts you've been doing for a while. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause those are the ones I've been writing for you. Yeah. But different <laughs> program, but I think there still is, you know, even, yeah, I mean, you've, I, I am very, very lucky to have a, have a best friend trainer who will just program workouts for me. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, even then, in the middle of any strength, anything, there are these flashes. There's these Mike Ullincott moments where I'm the one guy in the gym who's doing, like, single leg, single arm, off balance, <laughs> like, negatives with, like, you know, whatever, a five-pound dumbbell standing on a BOSU ball. And everyone's like, what is this guy doing? I'm like, this is, it's weird. It's, it's, this, it's this functional thing, and it's, it's core balance, and I'm trying to work on muscle imbalances, <laughs> and it's... I don't know. Oh yeah, this is a mic. That's a mic exercise. Yeah, I have a trainer, John, that always comes in every time you're you're doing any of the programs I've written for. You're like, ah, it's one of mics, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, one of mics. Yeah, if the yeah if the last thing in your workout is five thirty second handstand holds, it's the most. You're like, did Mike write this workout? Yeah, obviously Mike oh, wrote this workout. That sounds like a joke, but it's it's that, no, it's, it's not, not a joke. That, it's definitely in the program. Yeah, you do it every Friday. <laughs> oh man, that's like, yeah, it works though. It's fun. It makes it exciting, right? I, I totally. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Well, and there've been times, you know, when we've worked out together where, you know, maybe I would come in and just, you know, had kind of a, a weird day or a weird weekend, or I was in a, a crummy headspace or something was going on. And I would remember just being like, can we just do something fun? Mm -hmm. Which is weird to say in the context of like, you're going to do a workout yeah. and you're going to be, you're going to be burned and you're going to be sweating and you're going to be breathing hard and you're going to be sore but we can make this yeah. fun and engaging and interesting and dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and that stuff is so, so cool. Yeah. Just adding that element that, you know, is going to prevent for me, prevent burnout mm -hmm. and just add a little bit more motivation, yeah. you know, and having that tool set where I could come in and look at the program I'm supposed to do and be like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm just going to, do battle ropes all day because I know it's like something I know how to do that I think sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds interesting and different, and there's going to be value to it. And you know what? Tomorrow I'll come and yeah, and do deadlifts or whatever. Yeah, and that's man. That that's, there's so much value that a lot of people don't I think think about when they're they're starting or maybe they're in their fitness journey that it to a certain degree, <laughs> maybe not a certain degree because you probably heard me say this so many times. It just doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. If you have a very specific lift you're working on or very specific performance oriented goal, then it matters. But if you're trying to be healthy and strong and live a good life, it just doesn't matter. Like follow a program for a while and then do something else. Like do do very strict bodybuilder style strength training for a while so you know what that feels like and then go do calisthenics and then go do some yoga or go do some cross training like it just doesn't 
it just doesn't matter as long as you're healthy. It all keeps you strong. It depends yeah. on what you like. And then you have the tools that now you have of like changing it. Yeah. Like I'm not in the mood for this. I'm not on a strict program as far as like performance. So this doesn't fun. I'm gonna do something else. That's a lot of fun. And yeah. to have that in your tool bag. Yeah. Like that's so much it's so nice. I think a lot of people just don't have yeah. that. Uh, so I wanna as I transitioned, there was a question I was thinking of I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe my transition into it is that for me, someone who I guess has had a lot of experience with depression, anxiety, just a lot of, you know, kind of mood disorder things. Yeah. Um, there is something to be said for like, just like putting your shoes on and stepping out of the apartment or stepping out of the house and being able to feel pride mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Uh, and that for me is a lesson that was really hard to learn. I still, I still have to work on it, Yeah. but to just put your gear on and just start moving in that direction, just step out of the house and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to do that and be, be proud of that, feel rewarded by doing that is so, so huge. Like not everything has to be yeah. a massive victory, like day to day, tiny little victories are what I, I think for me, keep me going. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people get lost in the, um, they get lost with the motivation. They want to, they want the motivation to be there to, in order to do something yeah. or, or if we're talking like, uh, you're, you're in a, you know, whether you're actually depressed or you're kind of just in a down state yeah. and you want to get out of that funk, people think they need to, you know, they need to get out of the funk by, you know, controlling it versus, yeah versus doing something external where you, your actions lead to the mood change because your actions release endorphins that can contribute to a mood change or help with the depression. Not, I mean, it's not going to like necessarily go away on the first time you do something, but like you're saying, you put on your shoes and you go outside and you don't think about how you feel about it. It's like, this is what has to happen. I'm going to take these steps and I'm going to go and do this task. And it doesn't matter that you have to complete the whole thing, but you put on your shoes, you did a thing, you made it back done. Yeah. And the next day you do it again yeah. and then you do it again. And then before long it, it goes away Yeah. or it diminishes or, or it puts you in a headspace to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Something it, it will, you will make progress in some way. Yeah. Right. And I think I'm sure everything in life, I mean, even things that, you know, going to the gym, even as much as, like you and I, I think enjoy doing it, love doing it. Yeah. It's still, there are, you know, there's days when the the last thing in the world I want to do is that. And I think a lot of things in life are like that, but man, the, sometimes that roller coaster of walking into the gym and just being pumped up, like looking at your (laughs) workout and being stoked and like pushing and feeling strong and like setting, you know, doing three RMs, just feeling Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. And then the next day, it's just like you have to dig so deep yeah. to get anything to yeah. push you through it. And that, I don't know that that will ever go away. Not my And experience. I don't know that any athlete, <laughs> but what I, I, so I'm curious for you as, as an athlete and as a trainer and forgive me if you guys have talked about this on the podcast before, uh, but how you feel about the difference between motivation and dedication Mm. Like both as someone who is training, you know, as an athlete and someone who works as a trainer with clients. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I I think I know what you're asking. And it's for myself, for myself, it's tough because you've been, you're, you've been doing something for so long that it's become a habit of some kind. Right. I still fall off of working out all the time. Life gets busy or you get unmotivated and you stop. But I think when you've been doing it for as long as, as I have, and, and to be honest, as long as you have, you, the motivation becomes less of a big deal because the habit is built. Yeah. And so for people who struggle with a motivation, then you just have to find out how to trick yourself into doing the thing. Because the, to me, the motivation just doesn't matter. It's not a huge part of it. I think some people... The people who who have a ton of motivation are the gym rats. They're the dudes that are in there for two hours, three hours, and they just love it. Yeah. And they might have a, a you know a crummy day where they're not feeling it, they're not motivated, but for the most part, they're into it, right? At least that's my perception. 
but being someone who doesn't like being in the gym that much, yeah, I like the endorphins afterwards. I like to feel good when I go do my hobbies. I like to be mobile and strong and all the stuff I do. So that's, I would say that's my motivation. But as far as like a daily motivation, it's, I would say almost non-existent. Yeah. You know, I have, I have a newborn and I've been to the gym. Let's see. She was three. She's like three weeks old or ish. And I've been to the gym at least two to three times a week since she's been born. Yeah. Partly because of a toddler that needs to go do something. Yeah. And so we go to the <laughs> gym, right? Kid to run around. But also because I'm like, I don't care how much, how lack of sleep I'm getting. I need, I just need to go move. My workouts are garbage. Yeah. Like I wouldn't call them from a like muscle building or fat burning perspective. They're not productive, Yeah. but they're something they're, you yeah. know, I move, I got some blood pumping. Yeah. I got a little bit of a sweat. I did something and, and that keeps the habit. If you do nothing, then the habit starts to slip and then you start thinking that you have to find motivation to get back in. Whereas the motivation, I don't know, it's just not as big of a factor yeah. for, for me at, at least. But, and, and maybe that's the slip up that a lot of people are running into is they think they need to be motivated to go and the motivation needs to come from somewhere else. If that makes sense. Yeah. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> that's a hundred percent what I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, it's the, yeah. Those workouts, like you, you put your shoes on yeah. and you got out of the house. I would say most of mine are like that. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I'll joke a lot that like the reason I go to the gym is because it's on my calendar, which means I have to do it. And that's like, that's kind of the whole thing. Like. I, I go to the gym kind of for the same reason I go to work because it's something I do and it's on the calendar and I need to get it done. And that yeah. I guess is the dedication yeah. side of it and days I'm motivated and days I'm not, but man to after a week or a month to look back mm-hmm. at, you know, the progress I made or what I accomplished or how I'm feeling that reward is even if I had no motivation for a month, the yeah. reward at the end is is always huge. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's where it's totally worth it. Yeah. It's, I don't know, maybe it's like a delayed gratification thing sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think it's a lot of people, maybe it's our, it's our culture that we're in or something, or I don't know, you chalk up to whatever it is, but we, we just don't, we're not willing to put ourselves through a long thing to get the result from yeah. it, you know? And especially when the result, the result does take time and not just like you're talking like a week, you know, but it takes to feel where you don't, where you to get to a point where you feel like you notice, Oh man, I need to move my body for some people that that can be like a couple months to a couple years in of exercise or fitness sure, yeah. before they start to notice that we're like, Oh no, like it's been a week or two and I haven't done anything. I need to do something Yeah, like, and, and, I don't know. I don't know what we chalk that up to. I think a lot of people just don't don't get to that because they don't put in the time and yeah. don't put in the time leading up yeah. to it. Right. Yeah. I've I've had moments where, uh, like I've been a little bit interested in learning languages. Oh yeah. But just kind of on a surface level, mm-hmm. and I've done this several times where I'll put, yeah, maybe I'll put a month or two months into like really actively trying to learn a language, and then I fall off of it. Right. And then, you know, six months later. I'll think, you know, I should, I should work on, I should work on learning that language again. That was something I really enjoyed. And I always think if I had just kept doing it for the last <laughs> six months, yeah. where would I be right now? Right. You'd be like ha- at least half fluent or mostly yeah. fluent or whatever. And like, you can't, you know, it's, impo- it's, you know, it's a thing I could think of, but obviously it's, it's impossible. It's not going to happen, yeah. but that mode that I don't know if that's motivating or not, but <laughs> the idea of like, well, shoot, I could have been way further ahead, yeah. but for whatever reason I fell off of it, but yeah. also, you know, that can't be a reason to not start up again. Right. You know, that's, def- that's yeah. definitely not a reason yeah. to not start up, <laughs> but I, I understand that, that concept. And for me, the, it's like the why has to be important. And maybe, I mean, yeah. maybe that's go back to motivation, but like, for languages, because I did, I did the same thing. You know, I, I lived in in Slovakia for two years when I was uh, eleven to thirteen, so I learned a language there, mm. and and was I would say most, uh, 
a, a decent amount fluent, right? I, sure, I, yeah, could, yeah. I could hold conversations and talk to people and yeah. get around everything. Um, and then obviously you move back to the States and you f- fall off, right? So I don't remember most of anything. And yeah. so I went through that same thing. I'm like, oh, I should learn, relearn that language or maybe a couple others or learn a new one or something. So I, I did the same thing. Like I'm going to learn, you know, these two other languages and started and it was fun. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was doing it just to see if I could see how hard it would be. Yeah. But I didn't continue because it was went back to like, well, why? I'm not going to use these. Yeah. I don't like at least in the daily. It's going to be a thing that like I'll have in my back pocket if I want to what show off. And then it's just mm. ego. Right. Then that then that's why I'm learning it. Yeah. And that's not a long lasting motivation yeah. just to feed my ego about it. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, we you and I, we played music for so long that that I think there are some kind of weird parallels to like learning instruments and you know learning to you know to kind of move your body yeah but that like there are definitely plenty of folks who learn how to play an instrument like purely so they could Mm. impress somebody else and plenty people that learned how to learn how to play an instrument so they could you know learn a new skill or better themselves or it's something that that was engaging and interesting to them and it's like 100 percent the same thing in the gym that like you could totally be motivated to work out because you want to look good and aesthetic and you want to impress people, which, which always is there. And that's, (laughs) and then you can like be motivated to, yeah. Want to just be, yeah. Less injury prone or stronger at work or more flexible or whatever that is. That's totally personal. Yeah. I guess the nice thing is maybe in both of those, the like impressing other people thing, it will kind of will just sort of happen, even yeah. if it's not your prime motivator yeah. <laughs> and it does feel good. Like getting complimented on being able to play an instrument well, well feels really good. Yeah. And like someone complimenting on, you know, seeing a, a change or a transformation in your body yeah. feels really good. Yeah. So it, it's, I think the motivation is the same for both of those, at least for me Yeah. on some, like if I strip down all of the ego out of it, right? Because <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've told you, so I think I've even said it on here, like you don't get much more vain than I am when it comes down to it. You know, mm. like I'm, I'm, I'm always pretty honest about yeah. that. But when it, when, if you strip away all the ego out of it, I really want to just be really healthy for as long as possible. Yeah. I want to be able to do the things I want to do as, as I get old. Right. Yeah. And so, and which comes down to being able to run, squat, push and pull. Like I want to be able to pull myself up onto something, yeah. push off the ground, stand up and then run. And so whatever helps me do those things well for as long as I can, then I'll do that. And music is kind of the same thing where it's just has to, it's not even a question. It's just there. It just has to be there. Yeah. And as much as I don't have as much time for it these days as I used to, it still doesn't leave. It doesn't go mm. away. It's just stuck in your brain where you're always, whether you're playing or not, you're always thinking about it. You're always have a melody or a beat or something yeah. going on. And if it impresses people, cool. But it's like, it's so not even part of the, it's, it's less of a question or a part of the conversation than fitness is yeah. for me. Like, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that makes, that makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I also, I kind of wonder too about someone, if you were like, maybe you were a, a huge, you know, if we're in Seattle, so let's say you're a huge Sounders, mm-hmm. Sounders FC fan and you have the soccer team that you really love and you fall in love with the sport and it makes you think I should just go like, maybe I should go play like weekend pickup yeah. soccer. Yeah. I can learn, like, it's a thing I love and I love watching it. Maybe I'll go learn how to play it. Yeah. And you, you know, if that's something that you, you're engaged with, you're going to find all of these other side benefits right. that you would like, that you never would have imagined. Yeah. But like now all of a sudden you're like, you're getting out and you're meeting people and you're running and you're getting a workout in and yeah. maybe you're feeling a little better. Your skill set's getting a little bit better and it just like elevates both of those things like yeah. your enjoyment of watching the thing is now more and now your enjoyment of doing the thing is more yeah i don't that's something i always struggle with not being a i'm not much of a sports guy and so i i have a hard time relating to the people you've gone through periods of this of really into a sport mm-hmm. and not participating in the sport yeah like I'll watch a football game once or twice you know and like i can find it kind of fun but i just don't care when it comes down to it and and like so- soccer is the same way. If I was 
if I was watching soccer, I would just want to go play soccer. Yeah. And I probably would just go play soccer yeah. instead because that's way more fun. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's a mindset I have a hard time relating to the, the fan. Yeah. Cause I want to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. There's, I guess, yeah. I don't know if this is an interesting talking point, but we are kind of a sort of a society of uh, armchair quarterbacks <laughs> a oh, yeah. little bit. It's so easy to be a diehard fan of something and not really know like, all of the fundamental stuff that goes into it. Yeah. But it's easy to be passionate and yeah. then opinionated by way of being passionate about Okay, so about here's something. here's a good a, a good uh um question for you because we're talking motivation, right? And what yep. keeps us going and how did you come back from your injury? It's like your your back injury. Right. You had you had back surgery. You you had full on back surgery where they were uh, fixing your like um, nerves or something, right? It was yeah, it was a, a, a ruptured a ruptured disc, ruptured disc that right. like led to uh, yeah total shutdown of L five S one nerve what down the happened? right leg. Do you remember how that happened? I don't remember how that happened. Uh, Honestly, no inciting incident. I think it just was... Uh, you were trying to itch your foot in the shower. <laughs> wasn't it? No, it wasn't quite no? that. Okay. It's similar. Uh, <laughs> though I will say like that. Uh, my neurosurgeon, because I have one of those now, yeah. uh, did tell me that as as adults start to get older, uh, and you maybe you know this as a trainer or something like this, that the two most common causes of low back injuries are uh, tying your shoes and sneezing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I do kind of feel like if you accidentally sneeze while tying your shoe, that's just it. It's Game over. over. You're you just, done. Your, your back explodes <laughs> and the whole thing is done. Um, I kind of feel like for me, it may have just been a just build up of just poor body mechanics, yeah. putting a little bit of stress uh, and then me not, not being very good at listening hmm. to my body at that period of like having some pain and not, and just maybe thinking I'm just going to kind of work through it yeah. and not really understanding. How many years ago was this? I don't remember. Uh, this would have been December of 2020. It was right pre pandemic. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It was, okay. uh, yeah, it was, it was the day after Christmas yeah. We're coming up on the anniversary. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was 20, I think it was 2020. Yeah, that sounds right. But you, I mean, cause at, up to that point, like you've been working out quite a bit, but if yeah. we're in the big picture, that's still, you were still kind of young in your fitness journey. Yeah, I think so. You yeah. know, cause like it'd been like six years yeah, or so somewhere, somewhere around that. Yeah. So that your awareness is always increasing. I mean, like hopefully even as a trainer, <clears throat> you're always learning something else and expanding and you're that type of person you're analytical enough that you're always you're inquisitive enough on what we're doing and why we're doing it and picking up on those things so it's you picked up stuff faster than a lot of people do yeah but you're still you know it's it's new so oh, it's yeah. new information and you're you can't take in everything all at once so yeah. that would make sense that you're getting uh you're learning or you're not quite as aware of yeah. what's going on as, well, I'm sure you are now because yeah. you feel it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, much better at listening to my body now. Um, yeah, I think, you know, work, you know, I work, you know, I'm a, I'm a coffee roaster, yeah. which is just, it's a, it's a physically demanding job. Um, and yeah, whatever, there was just some chain of little things that led to, you know, you know I think a, a herniated disc is awful. It's yeah. painful. It's debilitating. Uh, and then that will sometimes go a step further and rupture, yeah, which is what I did. And yeah, that's when I've like, a, I've had a herniated disc. That's yeah. not, that's not fun. <laughs> and that's the more permanent nerve damage side. So yeah, I have a, I have a small hole drilled into my spine, <laughs> uh, which is pretty fun. <laughs> so how long, so when you, was there at least a, a inciting event that where it like triggered and you're like, Oh no, like I can't move. Or was it a buildup of pain? It was kind of a buildup. Yeah, it definitely was a buildup of pain. I was okay. aware that there was something not quite right. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it was just it was just a morning where I was just feeling kind of tight and was trying mm. to kind of move and stretch and limber up just yes. a little bit. Yeah. And some some movement in there. Yeah. And it was just I mean instantaneous. 
like yeah. white hot lightning. That's what uh, it was. You were stretching. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, it's not what you think of when you think of a back injury, right? Like, well, I was just trying to stretch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I, I clearly remember just sort of making my way back to the bedroom. And then I clearly remember passing out. <laughs> that was it. Um, but anyway, that, you know, that, that, I think that part is less interesting than, you know, if you're talking about motivation to come back. Uh, well, but let's, but let's talk about it. Cause, it, cause you, you had that injury and then how long before you, cause it was a journey to like get it done. Yeah. Cause that for all, well, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I, I just, I remember the timeline being longer than, than just, yeah, back injury, had surgery, had done. Yeah. I right? think, you know, the, you know, re- regardless of anyone's feelings on, you know, on our medical system, there are just, you kind of have to make it through your doctor mm-hmm. who can give you a referral to someone to get an MRI. Yeah. And then the MRI results can lead to a referral to a specialist. And then the consult with the specialist might lead to a decision to do surgery. And then we need to schedule the surgery. And there just are, yeah. there's just, there's steps that you need to go through to make sure the right information makes it to the right people that you've got the right people on your team, which I think is kind of how I thought of it is just mm-hmm. sort of assembling a care team of people right? that were all going to be there to help me through it. And that just was, just was a long yeah. process, right. okay. you know, more, I mean, a, a, maybe a month and a half, yeah, something like that. Two okay. months before you had surgery. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, man, in my head, it was so much longer. I thought it was like six months or something. Yeah. It wasn't quite, yeah, it wasn't quite <laughs> as long. Okay. Uh, so you're right. There's not more of a story there. I yeah, there no, was. but it still is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely is that time is, is hard. It's kind of a yeah. lot of hurry up and wait. Right. Right. Sort of time. Um, yeah. And then, you know, surgery is great. You get it done. Well, you know, uh, having the surgery done <laughs> felt great yes. in that I had it done. I imagine. Uh, and then, you know, it's a, you know, it's two or three weeks of of recovery time mm-hmm. and then you get to uh you get to go to your physical therapy appointment yeah which i think to date may be the hardest thing i've ever done always uh so yeah i had no basically no muscle control on my well and anything in my lower right leg through my foot mm-hmm. and then a little bit um through my hamstring yeah for that nerve ran down the back uh yeah because even the size of your calves was dramatically different. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was, you had lost so much muscle in your right leg. Yeah. I mean, muscle atrophy, which I mean, from, from injury to yeah. Physical therapy in earnest, that was probably four, maybe four, maybe four months. I don't think the timeline makes sense. Uh, yeah. And like not being able to, yeah. Be not being able to move anything. Yeah. And that, like, just learning how to do not even a full calf raise, mm-hmm. but just to get my heel off the ground yeah. standing on one leg was, I mean, it's excruciating. Man. So. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah. Which is well, odd. I mean, it was, I, mean I, watched, it was, I watched some of it. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird that feeling. And if, you know, if anyone in your audience has had nerve injuries where you just, you can't move something, yeah. but you can do that thing where you realize when you want to move something your brain just tells it to happen mm-hmm. and that part still works. So your brain is like, go ahead and move and nothing happens. And then you like think harder. You're like, no more, <laughs> like really move. And that like, it's the same way that, you know, pushing a 30 pound dumbbell requires some effort pushing a 70 pound dumbbell. You, I mean, you have yeah. to, you have to push harder Yeah, and you still, your brain still pushes harder Right. But nothing happens. And it is infuriating. I, I, I've never <laughs> had I've never had any crazy. nerve issue like that where no. there's a, a disconnect in communication. It sounds it sounds awful and it it was I mean it wasn't hard to watch, but it was yeah. it was I felt the frustration yeah. through you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it, looked, it looked so difficult. So yeah. what was but I remember that time, especially because you know, we were going through COVID and all that nonsense and you and you had that injury, pretty substantial injury, coming from working out a lot to that, to injury, and then nothing. What was it like trying to come back 
to any any amount of fitness oh. anyway. Like was that was that hard to convince yourself to do or was it Yeah, I mean the the physical therapy thing, it's easy to convince yourself to do that because you just want you just you want to get something yeah. back. Right. Um and you you want to just sprint through it as fast as you can. Yeah. Like I want to I want to heal, I want to recover, I want to be back to normal now. Like yeah. what's the fastest we can do? Um I think it's probably common for a lot of physical therapists to have to tell their clients to slow it down, (laughs) to take it easy. There's a very specific process and you have to trust the process. And I was one of those where I was like, I just want to, how can we take, this thing's going to take four months. I want to do it in a week. What do I need to do? (laughs) Let's make it happen now. Um, So that pushing through that part is, even though physically it's hard, mentally it's easier because you just, you want to go and you want to be done. Yeah. Uh, after that, like getting back into the gym for me was just managing. It was 100% mental yeah. at that point. Right. You know, I had had assurances from surgeons and therapists that my body was, my body was healed, mm-hmm. you know, get, get back to normal, run, jump, lift, do what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, relearning how to jump was, like you and I worked on a yeah, lot of that stuff did. after physical therapy, more of those, those other functional movements mm-hmm. it was re- yeah. Relearning how to jump was a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Cause you, there was at least the, the part I remember going over a lot was learning how to trust yourself Yeah, that you could do it, that you didn't have to favor one side and that you could actually, you know, pull pressure on both feet. Yeah. Like it was a, a relearning of confidence. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing. The mental side of that, you know, I don't know what, I mean, there's, I'm sure plenty of smart people have written a lot about how to kind of work through those mental blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just being, yeah, unsure of your body, unsure if you can trust your body. There's that feeling that, you know, anyone who's gone through an injury, I think you kind of feel like maybe your body betrayed you a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and like, how do you get that confidence back yeah uh so what'd you do yeah this is going to be kind this is going to be sort of like the initial motivation question yeah, isn't it right the uh man what did i do i mean short of just showing up and doing the work yeah um i may i feel like maybe it'll pop into my head as we chat yeah kind of what that what the, that was. What the catalyst was. Yeah, I just, I just remember, I remember it being a, a difficult transition. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know how difficult it actually was. I just remember that you, you were, you would talk about it a bit about coming back. Yeah. And, and it took a while. Yeah. You know, for it, for it to come back. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like oh, I'm like, and there's always, ex- I'll say there's always excuses and excuses are sometimes valid. I wouldn't say. So like there were always reasons, right? Yeah. Some of them were excuses. Some of them were probably valid reasons. Yeah. And, and, but I was, and I've, I've told you this before. We, there was a point when you had, you had, you'd gotten over a hump. You'd gotten over a hump of, I wouldn't say you were hundred percent, but like we were going for short little runs and mm. we were, were, back to lifting and you were doing athletic movements. Cause that was a struggle for a while. It was like doing anything where you're up on your toes and you're having to bounce and having to yeah. shift side to side. And like th- that was, that's a struggle, not just, um, psychologically, but that was a struggle physically. Like yeah. even you, you graduated PT, you were fine. It was still, there was still an imbalance of muscle. Yeah. And so it couldn't, you couldn't move how you wanted it to. So like you're over that hump a little bit, you were hundred percent, but you're, we were back to doing most things in our workouts. And, and I, I remember telling you, like, I was very impressed. Wait, oh, I'm skipping over something, though, because you had back surgery. And then did you have a hernia, too? <laughs> it was a tough year. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and so that's kind of my point is you, yeah. had, you had multiple things. It yeah. wasn't just like you had a disc and you had surgery and then you yeah. went recovery. You had a disc, you had surgery, and then you had – this is why I got confused on the timeline. Gotcha. Because then you had two more surgeries. Correct. Because of your hernia. Yes. Right? And so – it was all of these things yeah. on top of each other. And I have, I have clients, I have acquaintances, I have friends that have been taken out for 
you know, taken out. They didn't die, but <laughs> taken out. <laughs> Turner, Turner, yeah, just taken, took them out. <laughs> taken out of their habits. Yeah, their healthy habits on for way less. And so I was super impressed that you, you did come back. Yeah. You're like, okay, especially for someone that didn't grow up. It's not like this is part of your life forever. Yeah, you know, it's not like this was, uh, um, not mirrored for you, but um, there was there wasn't any, like examples of this growing up. You know, you didn't necessarily have this like, oh, this is no, this is how you do things. Yeah. You get hurt catastrophically and you keep going. Yeah. You know? yeah if anything, I had I, I think I saw a lot of the opposite. Yeah. Of that, of like, yeah, you get hurt or your body kind of fails you. And so, like, that's a pretty good sign that you can just kind of like you can just sort of give up on it. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I would say with your with your dad, you had that very, very recent yeah. experience. Right. And yeah. so yeah, the fact that you 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 did it. You just, you kept on showing up. Cause I remember during your hernia, hernia journey, I, I seem to remember there was like a couple of times where you came in and like you were starting to, and then you had to stop. Yeah. You know, you were like, you're like, all right, I'm going to do my PT at the gym. Yeah. And as like a stepping stone is normal workouts. And then it, you'd have to stop for a month or a yeah. couple months or something. And then it's so like the fact that you, you came back, I always thought I was, I've told you super impressive. Wow. That thanks. You did that, it's, yeah, it, I mean, that means a lot. It's really hard yeah. to do. Uh, and I would say, I think this is one where I could say, I think running is the thing that saved me and mm-hmm. that, um, you know, the hardest thing to do, um, you know, walk, like walking to the end of the block and mm-hmm. then back. Yeah. And then walking two blocks and then back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, there was a lot of time there, you know, during COVID where like just, I would just go out in basically the middle of the street and just try to like, just jog down two blocks, walk back, jog down. Yeah. And then it was three and then it was four and then it was sort of around the block a mm-hmm. couple of times. And that I think is where my, my body and my brain were like, Oh, this, like, this feels good. The mental clarity of being outside, the, just that feeling better and stronger physically Mm -hmm. and really like you can feel that progress like almost day to day. Yeah. That feeling was really, really good. It was like a little bit addicting Yeah, of like, Oh, this, like I am. I'm feeling better. I'm getting stronger. This is getting better. Yeah. It was tangible. You could yeah. see it. Um, and that, like, I definitely have running to thank for that. Yeah. And what, what do you mean? And what, what, oh, just because that's how you saw the progress. Yeah. I see. Yeah. 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 I mean, just like the idea that you could go and you could, you could jog, you know, whatever mm-hmm. at a 12 minute, a mile pace for one mile and get back and be just pumped yeah. that you did it. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, I'm not, not, not training for the Olympics, yeah. but that, that feeling is so, so good. Yeah. yeah. R- running, running is such a, it, it gets put in this, I mean, I guess everything gets put in this category where it's like, it needs to be, it's so lofty, right? If you're not doing X, yeah, then it's, you're not doing anything, but like, yeah, r- you're, that's r- running helped your recovery and then it was only a block a hundred percent yeah know? oh yeah so it's you don't people don't have to put this big this this big goal on it where it's like well if i'm not running three miles 10 miles 20 miles then like what's the point it's like no it's like one step at a time yeah. that's what every single runner ever does is it's you need to get to the end of the block yeah and then if you get there and you can go another one yeah <laughs> like that's all it is yeah and i think that you know just I guess that sums up kind of my, my big lesson in like what the thing that running taught me is just to be, yeah, just to be proud of the work that you put in, you know, and just being uh, like, yeah, again, just getting your shoes on, get out the door yeah, and letting that be empowering and letting that be a source of pride is huge. Mm -hmm. And you'll have good days and you'll have crummy days, but you are always out there you always have a day regardless of what it is for me i think was was pretty good the you never in my experience maybe i'm wrong you never come back from a run and regret the run 
No, ever. Right? <laughs> the best runs, I mean, I have memories of the best runs I've ever had, and they almost are exclusively at the end of a long day, and I'm beat, and I'm tired, and I, I don't want to do it, but I'm like, you know what, I just, I need to, you know, either clear my head, or yeah. I've got this, I had a stressful day, and I want to just, I want to sprint, <laughs> I want to get this energy out, yeah. um, and that's how, that's kind of how I'm going to do it, and man, those ones, you just from in my experience, I just go mm-hmm. and go and go. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I've been out here. I'm seven miles into something for a guy who thinks three miles is a long yeah. run. <laughs> you're like, holy crap. Like you just, you just go. Yeah. And you never see that one coming. No. Like you have no expectation. No. But you know, the expectation is get the shoes on, get out the door. Just be happy that you did something. Yeah. And man, it, it might turn into something real yeah. great. But more often than not, the ones you, that you feel ready for and excited about are the ones that are just awful. Yeah. And like it's every step is a struggle yeah. and a battle, right? Yeah. What's the hardest run you've ever had? Do you have any, any recollection of the like run or, or we'll expand it, even workout. I mean, hardest, hardest runs I've ever had would be, we're all uh, hard, yeah, hardest runs I've ever had were all short. It was all sprints, mm. and it was trying to get trying to get my mile time down. Yeah, uh, is the closest I've ever come to wanting to throw up or wanting to pass out. Have you after ever running. thrown up from a workout? Uh, I had a, run, the, running or yeah, weights? yeah, yeah. At the, at, the, at the very very early in this journey, mm. I definitely had a couple <laughs> at the bouldering gym. No, like I, think that it, far it back been, I think it would have been from runs, oh, okay. which I think I've realized about myself. I, if I kind of get into a headspace of something, I am the person that's going to go like a little too hard. Yeah. I don't know who I'm trying to prove. <laughs> um, You're trying to impress yourself. Man. I, I kind of am trying to impress myself. <laughs> um, but no, it's been, I, it maybe once or twice. It's been a long time. Yeah. Though. yeah. Um, Man, hardest, this I think says a lot about like how in my own head I get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know for you, like how much of the challenge is physical versus how much of the challenge is mental and just yeah. lifting, running. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know much about distance running, but I know there is that, there's that wall. Mm-hmm. There's this point that where your body and your, your brain is like, we, we're done. We have to stop. We can't do any more. Yeah. And if you can just kind of get that one more step, you might just break through it. Yeah. Um, for me, just convincing my body that it's okay in like a controlled, safe environment to, for my muscles to fail, mm-hmm. to like lift hard enough that you can't do it anymore. Yeah. Do pushups until you can't do them anymore. Yeah. Sprint until you cannot run anymore. Yeah. That's the stuff that always gets me. Do you remember the the first time he threw up from a run? Do you remember what the run was? It would have been oh man, it would have been it would have been around Capitol Hill, okay, in Seattle. By yourself, I assume. Would have been by myself. Okay. Uh, and I I will tell you I clearly remember where it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from my apartment. <laughs> I was gonna say the first time is usually pretty memorable. <laughs> uh, for any of you uh, that are from Seattle that know Capitol Hill uh, Volunteer Park. Beautiful, beautiful park uh, in the Capitol Hill neighborhood of Seattle. And you just defiled it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And just outside of the park, there's this really great little little overlook on a cliff. Mm -hmm. You can see, I think it's the 520 Bridge. You can see Husky Stadium. You can see downtown Bellevue. You can see the water. There's park benches and there's big trees and it's really is one of the nicest viewpoints in the city. Yeah. That is pro- 100% where I threw up. <laughs> there were probably a couple of people like enjoying the view on a sunset. There were 100% was a picnic. <laughs> people having picnics, yeah. literally eating food yeah. and you're over there hurling into yeah. a bush. And it's this, yeah, this kid who has like no business running as hard as he is, like hauling ass through the park you, and well, somehow made it to the, this. <laughs> If I remember that spot correctly, though, that that's like a halfway point. Oh, it's, no, yeah, right. it wasn't. It wasn't particularly <laughs> impressive. Well, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that you made it. You still had to get home. Oh no, yeah. So you, yeah, you, 100%. you threw up halfway through your run, and yeah. then still have to run. What's that like? Uh, two and a half or three miles home? Yeah, probably something like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's hilarious. That's the only one. That's awesome. The first time I ever threw up from a workout was uh, in high school. And I had this, uh, um, my, I was a pole vaulter, as everyone knows, and but I would, I was always getting suckered into all these, all these sprints. And so I would do the four by four relay. I would do the four by 100 relay sometimes. And then my, my coach who happened to be my uncle. So mm-hmm. I feel like he probably poked <laughs> a, little me a little extra push. Yeah. Else. yeah. He was like, you should try the 200. He also tried me, had me try the high jump and the hurdles, which all ended disastrously. But so you just were doing decathlons. Yes. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> try this, try this. And so he's like, you should do the 200. And so he, it was like no one at the track. I was always there after everyone else. And, and he, him, and I think my grandpa was there too. And so I got in the blocks. This is after, I mean, I'd already done a full day of pole vaulting yep. and other stuff. And so I'm, I'm done. And he, he gives me the go and I run the 200 and, and I make it. And he's, he told me to start at the, at the 200 and he was there. And then he ran diagonal across to catch the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't know if he didn't make it in time or something, whatever reason he didn't trust his watch because it was faster than he was expecting. Okay. Wasn't that incredibly, it was pretty fast, but yeah. regardless, it was, <laughs> I'll be honest. Hey man, you, you got it. It wasn't, uh, but I'd never ran one before. And so I think yeah. he was expecting a certain time and it was faster than that. And, and so he's like, I don't think that's right. So he's like, can you do another one? So I just ran a, like a hundred percent effort and I'm not in great shape because I was at injuries in high school. So yeah. I was like, my, my cardio was not awesome. And so I, I'm like, all right, I'll do it again. And I was, I think I waited like a minute maybe because I was just, I was done for the day. Like yeah, I, was, I just, I was frustrated. I, get this over I just wanted to get home. Yeah. And he's like, like, take as long as you need. I'm like, I'm like, I'm as ready as I'm going to be like, yeah. It's just one. Like, let's just get this over with. So I ran it again, and I, and I made it. And his, his watch was accurate, so he got what he wanted. And walking back, I made it across diagonal, and we had this little, like, um, this cage where he kept, like, all the mats and the pole vault poles and everything. And I made it to there, and I was sitting there, and then it was all up. Yeah. Like, it, it took probably uh, maybe minute and a half, minute, minute and a half before, like, everything was all back up. I'm like, oh, no. One time before college, I was... I did the sprint workout. It was like in between high school and college. I did a sprint workout with the college team. And I like sat on by my car for 15, 20 minutes. Cause like I felt like I was going to throw up. I was just no. like, oh, shaky. I was done. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let this ride. And hopefully I throw up and I'm done. N- nothing's happening. I'm not throwing up. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll get in my car and I'll leave. I made it a block. And then I had to like pull over into a gas station, open my door, and just threw out right outside my door. Like I couldn't even make it. A, that's a pro it move. Any, it was. I mean, I stopped the car. It wasn't yeah. while driving. Oh, okay. I think you had one while driving, didn't you? That's a that is a non-workout related story, <laughs> and I am not interested in going into it. That was that was fish taco related, Impressive. and we'll let uh, we'll let the listeners fill in <laughs> any other blanks they want on their own on the West Seattle Bridge. Um. <laughs> But thinking about, uh, yeah, I mean, just like that idea of like pushing hard enough to throw up. Yeah. I remember when you and I were first working on, you were teaching me sprint form and working mm-hmm. on sprints yeah. mm-hmm. and we do a bunch of stuff. I feel like 70% effort mm-hmm. was kind of like a, was like a place where we were a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hundred percent rare, rare, but, super rare. but I feel like we would do things where we do some stuff at hundred percent and you'd be like, okay, we're going to go, you know, we're going to do whatever. We're going to, you know, sprint a hundred and then, mm-hmm. you know, jog walk, out walk or lap, walk probably. and whatever it is. We're going to go 90%. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I would like run it and you'd be like, great, we're going to do it again. This time do 90%. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And it's like quite a bit faster. And you're like, great. This time actually do 90%. <laughs> and it's a little faster. And you're like, yeah. oh, there's a lot more yeah. here. Maybe that for me is another just mental block well, where it, your brain's like, this is probably yeah. 90%. You're like, no, this is like, this is like, this is like 65. Come yeah. on. Like, well, it, it's, it's there. It's hard for people that don't have experience pushing themselves in various disciplines. Yeah. Because like, you got to learn it. You might have, even for me, like I haven't been <clears throat> lifting really, really heavy in a long time. Mm. It, um, I mean, some lifts kind of, but like, let's, let's use the back squat, for example. Like in college, I got up to a, a very high weight 
and I haven't lifted that weight in a long time. Yeah. And I've gone through ups and downs of how much I'm lifting. Um, but like, especially the past few years, I have not done very much of that exercise. I've done the exercise, but not a high weight of it. Yeah. And so getting back into weights that um, are near what I did in college would take not just a different uh, physical state. Like I need to get in more shape for that, but I would need to tap into a mindset that's different. Yeah. Like, like you've experienced and kind of what you're referring to in the running is like you do like you do one lift and you're like, okay, I think I could probably do more. Like you think that it's your 90 or 80%. It's like, no, that wasn't actually, let me actually tap into pushing myself and learning where that push is and what it's coming from. And so like sprinting the same thing, you'd never really sprinted before. And I could, I, I could just tell, I'm like, okay, yeah, that was quick. You can definitely yeah. go quicker. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Like, <laughs> like, okay, no, keep up with me. Keep, yeah. And then, and, and you did, you kept on increasing your speed every single time. Yeah. And I will think, I think we got to your, actually, no, I don't think we ever got to your hundred percent. I don't, like, I don't, like actual I don't know that we did. Yeah. Because, by the time we might get near the hundred percent, you're, you're winded yeah. and then your cardio is gone. Yeah. But like if we're talking actual leg speed of how fast you can go, I don't think we ever quite tapped into it. Yeah. Cause you just, you always faster, faster, faster. Yeah. Every time. Oh no. Did we do it? I think we did it. We don't, yeah. We probably don't need to. Yeah. I think that's about it. Keep plying on making people listen to this. Yeah. We did it. Well, thanks for coming down. Of course. It was my pleasure. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Yeah. yeah. Happy to do it. Um, see you later. All right. See you later. <laughs>